0: We should be live on zoom now
1: I can see it coming through.
2: Good morning, Elaine. It is a glorious day, really happy new year to all of us. I hope it's a lot better than 2021 2020 (laughs) sorry. Thanks Adam. I agree. We shouldn't make a comparison with the low bar of 2020. morning jeff morning donna how are you doing hi judy Uh, we're not in webinar mode we are in zoom regular zoom mode (laughs) jeff says as they say in the limbo contest just how low can you go as far as 2020 goes jeff very low
3: it ain't over yet
2: that's true We've had mudslides. We've had
4: hurricanes. We've had a few earthquakes. I think we've even had a volcano or two. Yes, but we have. Let's, let's not tempt. Let's just like let it go to sleep quietly.
5: Look, the volcano produced some mudslides in Hawaii.
3: Yeah, was it Hawaii? It was Hawaii? Don't forget the tornadoes and the derecho.
2: Yeah, that's true.
3: I had actually
4: forgotten the ratio which is terrible
3: everybody forgets the ratio show i don't get no respect no respect at all <laughs>
2: When I was a kid, I used to read these Agatha Christie books where Miss Marple would understand exactly what was going on in the community by sitting at her window and peering behind lace curtains. And here I am in my study, and I have a view of the entire street, everybody going up and down. I have a bird's eye view of this community outside my window. It's very cool. Morning Joe, good morning to you. Good morning. It really is a gorgeous morning as someone said earlier. Yeah,
1: brilliant
6: sunshine.
2: Good morning Brian and Leanne also from Adam. Good morning Adam. How
3: are you? I am doing well. Thank you. Happy New Year to everyone.
2: Yes, that's true. New year. Good morning, Karen. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah, early. yeah. Happy, New Happy New Year a couple of days early.
1: We're ready anytime <laughs> now. <laughs>
2: We'll give it a couple more minutes and then we should get started. <laughs> Buenos Aires, Mark. Margaret says good morning happy to say good riddance to 2020 good morning Ed welcome this morning it's a gorgeous day I think we're about ready to get started Welcome, please say hello in the chat if you um, are just joining. If you're visiting from another ethical society, please give us a shout out to that as well, so we know where you're from. If you want to share your messages with everyone, please be sure to set your chat settings to everyone. This is a good time to get a candle to light during our candle lighting, then settle into a comfy seat with your beverage of choice as we continue to gather.
3: Good morning.
2: Good morning to John and Abby, Dakin, Julie. Good morning. Yeah, the, the, this modality, the meeting mode of web enables you to see everybody. Okay, let's get going now. Welcome to the Washington Ethical Society. I'm Rajesh Vidya My pronouns are he, him, his, and I'm today's officiant. After last week's wonderful winter festival, which I hope you all attended, today's platform is yet another special event in the life of our community. At a time of year when we joyfully look forward to the new, the focus of this platform Is on mindfulness. Trish Weil will take us through what promises to be a wonderful experience in deep relaxation and awareness of our bodies. I'm really looking forward to experiencing this together in our community. Visitors, we welcome you especially from near and far. We hope that you will say hello in the chat and that you might send an email to our membership coordinator Maceo Thomas at Maceo T, which is M-A-C-E-O-T at ethicalsociety.org. You can also fill out a connection form. Uh, Adam Briskin-Limehouse, who has volunteered to step in from ACO today, will put that link in the chat. And we hope you join us after the platform service for a chance to say hello. Our chat will stay open through much of the platform service, closing only for the address itself and then reopening. If you don't want to see the chat, it's a good time to minimize. We begin today's platform with music from interim music coordinator, Leah Morris. We seem to be having a little difficulty there. Uh, um, uh, Can everybody hear the sound uh, of the music? I think we've all. I'm I'm sorry. I
7: I know what I've done wrong. Just give me a moment here.
2: (laughs) Where's my... Uh, what we'll do um, is while, while we're trying to fix the uh, the sound um, and the opening music, I will go ahead with the opening words, uh, if, if that's okay. Yeah. Okay, we've got the music, excellent.
4: Like a stone, we have yearned, we have yearned, we have sometimes felt so utterly alone. While we turn, while we turn, we've been stricken by the one. Sometimes felt so faint we want to fall, overcome, but all in all, say this year in flight together has been fun. What say we made one more circle. One more circle
0: One more circle
2: Thank you. Thank you, Leah. On that optimistic note, let's move to the opening words today. Uh, The words this morning are from Pema Chodron, respected Buddhist thinker and practitioner from her book, When Things Fall Apart, Heart Advice for Difficult Times. We habitually erect a barrier called blame that keeps us from communicating generally, genuinely with others, and we fortify it with our concept of who's right and who's wrong. We do that with the people uh, who are closest to us, and we do it with political systems, with all kinds of things that we don't like about our associates or our society. It's a very common, ancient, well-perfected device for trying to feel better blame others. Blaming is a way to protect our hearts, to try to protect what is soft and open and tender in ourselves. Rather than own that pain, we scramble to find some comfortable ground. Instead of making others right or wrong or bottling up right or wrong in ourselves, there is a middle way, a very powerful middle way. We could see it as sitting on a razor's edge not falling off to the right or to the left this middle way involves not hanging on to our version so tightly it involves keeping our hearts and minds open long enough to entertain the idea that when we make things wrong we do it out of a desire to obtain some kind of ground or security Equally, when we make things right, we're still trying to obtain some kind of ground or security. Could our minds and hearts be big enough just to hang out in that space where we're not entirely certain about who's right and who's wrong? Could we have no agenda when we walk into a room uh, with another person, not know what to say, not make that person wrong or right? Could we see, hear, and feel other people as they really are? It is powerful to practice this way, because we find ourselves continually rushing around to try to feel secure again, to make ourselves or them either right or wrong. But true communication can happen only in that open space. This leads to a bigger underlying issue for us all. How are we ever going to change anything? How is there going to be less aggression in the universe rather than more? Can we then bring it down to a more personal level? How do I learn to communicate with somebody who's hurting me or someone who's hurting a lot of people? How do I speak to somebody so that some change actually occurs? How do I communicate that s- How do I communicate so that the space opens up and both of us begin to touch some kind of basic intelligence that we all share? In a potentially violent encounter, how do I communicate so that neither of us becomes increasingly furious or aggressive? How do I communicate to the heart so that a stuck situation can ventilate? How do I communicate so that Things that seem frozen, unworkable and eternally aggressive begin to soften up and some kind of compassionate exchange begins to happen. Compassionate action, being there for others, being able to act and speak in a way that communicates starts with seeing ourselves when we start to make ourselves right or make ourselves wrong. At that particular point, we could just contemplate the fact that there is a larger alternative to either of those, a more tender, a a shaky kind of place where we could live. This place, if we can touch it, will help us train ourselves throughout our lives to open further to whatever we feel, to open further rather than shut down more. We'll find that as we begin to commit ourselves to this practice, as we begin to have a sense of celebrating the aspects of ourselves that we found so impossible before, something will shift in us. Something will shift permanently in us. Our ancient habitual patterns will begin to soften and we'll begin to see the faces and hear the words of people who are taking us there. Each week, a member of our community reads our statement of purpose so that we might hear our shared voices in each other's tones. If you're interested in taking a turn to read the statement of purpose, you can sign up at tiny.cc forward slash read uh, Today, I will be reading the statement of purpose. The Washington Ethical Society is a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith and human goodness, we appreciate each person's unique capabilities. We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other, and for the earth. We warmly invite you to join our community of children and adults as we work for a world where love and justice cross all boundaries. If you have a candle at home, I invite you now to light it as I share our candle lighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion the light of understanding and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. Each week we ring a chime in solidarity with people around the world. Today, I'm particularly mindful of our compatriots who are going hungry during this holiday season, who are in danger of being evicted from their homes, who have lost their jobs, and who are struggling financially. As we listened to the chime, let us remember our connection to each other and the world around us. Let us hold in our hearts all that hurts in the world. And let us commit ourselves to all that calls for our work and our love. I invite you now into a time of meditation so get comfortable close your eyes or soften your gaze if you prefer the buddha was asked what have you gained from meditation and he replied nothing after a pause he continued however Let me tell you what I have lost. Anger, anxiety, depression, insecurity, fear of old age, and death. That's a pretty comprehensive list. Today, we will have a very simple period of silent meditation, at the end of which we will have the musical reflection. beautiful. Uh, Now now for something that I've been personally looking forward to the platform address by Trish.
7: I'm unmuted. Great. Thank you so much, Rajesh. Um, My name is Trish Weil. And I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. I can't quite do that. There you are. I just think it's wonderful to see your faces, I don't care if they're tiny. It just really does something for my heart. Anyway, again, as I said, I'm Trish Weil and I'm representing the mindfulness group this morning. If you go to the main site, ethicalsociety.org and you look up in your right-hand corner, you'll see a search tab. All you have to put in is the word mindfulness and a recent blog will come up that'll tell you how the group works and offer a kind of basic explanation of what mindfulness is. Um, I have to say that what I'm bringing to the platform this morning is not philosophical. It will not be about mindfulness. It is really extremely practical in nature. What I'd like to do is take us all through the steps of a process that will allow us to enter a state of deep physical relaxation. I've been teaching this um, class for a number of years and I have to say that I myself am a high anxiety person. So I can tell you from my experience that I have never experienced a technique that is as effective in just stopping anxiety as this one is. Um, I love to just give it away, so thank you so much for being here. Now, the basic premise of this practice is that physical relaxation in the body and anxiety in the mind cannot happen at the same time. They are mutually exclusive. They cancel out each other. So let me just mention a word or two about fight flight with which I'm sure everybody's familiar. Um, The moment that we sense danger, I think it's actually happens even before we are aware that we're sensing danger, the muscles all over the body tighten and stress everywhere because we don't know yet what we're going to have to do to protect ourselves, to prolong our lives. Now, this is pre-thought, but the point is here is that tension in the muscles signals danger, okay? It is our first signal of danger. And so sensing that, as I think you know, we become hypervigilant. Um, there's an entire cascade of physiological changes. And this whole thing actually works wonderfully. But there can be a problem. One problem is, is that the vivid fantasy of something, dangerous, threatening, can ignite this whole process, physiological process in our bodies. As children, we're said to lose this physical tension, to to relax the muscles when we sleep. As adults, that no longer happens. Obviously, we've, we've had a lifetime to build up stress And unfortunately, stress is cumulative. It creates a, um, excuse me, mind-body loop. Again, signaling danger, causing us to, (gasps) okay, and really brace for whatever is to come. So it's it's a mind-body loop, which for me, as I've said, I've experienced the deep relaxation practice breaks. We wanna break that loop. And I hope we'll all end this session this morning having broken that loop. Now, I'm gonna move us along as quickly as I can because the practice itself takes about the same time as a platform, okay? So, um, We're gonna begin with just a little alignment. This is minor, and you may notice I'm doing it, which is to push your lower, (coughs) sorry, back as far as you can, just scoot backwards in your chair so that the lower back very securely, firmly, obviously meets the back of your chair, okay? And we will talk more about how this, well, let me just say a few words now. This um, sitting on our sits bones, which I'll mention later, is sitting on the strongest part of our bodies. So that this part of our body is actually built to be able to catch and hold any weight that passes down into that region comfortably. We'll also work with the lower body in such a way that we make as little effort as possible just to keep ourselves seated. Now, word about effort there is no effort in this practice. If you, you ever found yourself, I'm trying to get relaxed, I'm trying to get relaxed, it's that, that's not going to work. Because trying and relaxation are not in the same world. Again, they they cancel out each other. Um, What we do here is we allow. We don't make an effort. We allow. I wanna say a word or two about the practice of extended out-breath. I would love to be able to talk more about that, but to get us all the way through the process of the relaxation, I don't have that time. I just want to say about it that um, what we're doing here is we're allowing the out-breath, we're consciously allowing this to happen, to be just a little bit longer than the in-breath. And you'll likely find as we go through the practice that you can extend that out-breath yet more. That will become easier. Um, This sort of breathing is said to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which serves to calm us, to restore us. Pema Chodron says of this out-breathing practice that it is the single most restful thing we can do for our minds. Okay, so let's begin. Um, Again, I... Hope that everybody has your lower back. Pushed as far as you can get it. Close my eyes. Okay, against your, um, the back of, of your chair. The sits bones are actually two knobby projections on the underside, right at the base of the pelvis And you should be able to feel those. Now about our breathing. Let me encourage you now to allow your breathing to be a little slower, a little deeper than usual, but above all comforting. Enjoy that feeling of letting that cool, clean, oxygenated—sorry, air—enter your body. Enjoy the feeling of that breath having been used, to leaving your body. Ride that out breath. Extend that out breath and i want to remind you of this during the practice again i said as i said we won't have as much time to pay attention to this breath as i would like for us to have if you would please let your attention focus on where the backs of your legs the backs of your thighs Meet your seat, allow your mind to travel just kind of up and down that area of the thigh, the upper leg, but mainly allow your attention to focus on the meeting of the backs of your legs and the solidity of the chair. As we do this, as we focus on just one part of the body, you may feel a little tingling. You may feel a little warmth coming into that part of the body. But above all, feel the heaviness of just that part of the body. Let all the muscles go. Relaxed muscles are heavy muscles. So allow that feeling of weight and solidity to ground you, to comfort you. Just enjoy that feeling of yourself being integral, grounded, still, With nothing else to do but be where you are. And remember, let's extend that out breath just a little longer than the in breath. Okay, let's take our attention, all our focus, and as much as possible to the lower leg. From the knee to the ankle this is a place where it's very very easy to be holding some tension that should feel like just a slight tightening holding tension without being aware that we're doing it signaling something to the rest of the body without being aware that we're doing it because perhaps it's become habit, habit to be ready in this way, to be vigilant when we don't need to be doing it at all. Let's let our awareness move down now into the feet. Try to notice all parts of the feet. Toes, balls of the feet underneath the arch, around behind the heel. And if you can, try to find in your mind the location of each toe. I suggest doing this with both feet together or at a time, find your big toe, your second toe, middle toe, fourth toe, little toe. Notice how your feet rest against the floor allow your feet to catch that sensation of weight flowing from the waist through the upper legs through the lower legs and feeling, filling the area of most especially the soles of the foot You may find that the way you're sitting depends more on the heels, perhaps the ball of the foot or the toes. Now at this point, our entire lower body should be relaxed. Let it go again. Let anything that is tight, let go. Let that wonderful, extended out-breath signal in addition to your muscles that no danger. There is no danger. There is nothing to do but enjoy inhabiting this body of ours. We are grounded now. From the waist down, secure feet planted on the earth in such a way that we might want to imagine the force of gravity holding us. You may think of holding us to the floor, holding us to the earth, keeping us safe, keeping us secure where we are. Enjoy that feeling of safety as you continue to breathe in-breath, so soothing, so comforting. Out-breath, riding that breath, telling your body that all for this moment is well. Now let's allow our attention to travel up into the shoulder area. Drop your shoulders. It may well be that your shoulders are already dropped. Then in your imagination, allow them to drop just a little lower. And then feel the weight of the shoulders flow down over the backbone the back area from shoulders all the way down to the waist feel that settling in of the body enjoy that feeling of weight of groundedness And let's carry that feeling, let that feeling of weight and calm begin to wrap around under the arms, down the backs of the upper arms. Let's allow our attention to rest a moment just in the upper arms Again, you may feel some warmth or tingling. It's our attention. Enjoy it. Feel grounded here. As that focus and attention moves down through the lower arms, into the hands. You may get more sensation in the hands if you let your hands rest palms up so that you can notice where the back of your hands meets either your thigh area or your seat, your armrest. Try to imagine the surface of just the back of your hands, resting, catching the flow of the weight as it distributes just exactly as it should in your body. And again, we want to bring attention in both hands. If you're able to the fingertips, As often when we do this, the fingertips will feel just a little larger. And again, they may be of that warmth and tingling. As we breathe in and out, really riding that out breath, enjoying the change that we've brought about in our bodies through no method whatsoever but ourselves and our attention. We can do this any time, any place. We can modify it in any way. So enjoy that calm and stillness stillness Above all, now there is stillness in most of the body. And let us not leave the hands until again we've located tip of the thumb, tip of both index fingers, tip of the middle finger, tip of the ring finger, tip of the little finger. Feel the weight now. Feel the comfort that flows from your neck through your arms, over your shoulders, around your lower back, enveloping your legs. And very importantly now, let's bring our attention to the face beginning with the forehead, which has so many tiny muscles that communicate so much. Let's imagine, or let's cause to happen, that all of those muscles are lying flat, perfectly smooth, nothing to communicate. Feel the area of your forehead just let go and ease out. Imagine that there is a little more space between your eyebrows than is usually there. You may want to imagine that your eyebrows are slipping a little bit over, toward your ears. Just enjoy all the letting go of this very communicative part of the face. Make sure that your mouth is comfortable, that your teeth are just slightly ajar, tongue, Resting comfortably in the mouth. If it's comfortable for you at all, move your head back just a bit. May want to stretch your neck. Move your head back just a bit so that you can feel that your ears are in line with your shoulders. This full expression of this change may not be exactly comfortable. So just do this to the extent that you can. Now to give the neck a little release and to also stay in line with the way the body is made. Let's allow our chins to drop just a tiny bit. And you may already feel some of the tension leaving your neck from the work it's had to do to hold up the head, which is such a heavy part of the body. Again, the breath is regular, deep, slow, comforting, And because we have paid attention, it is stilling to the mind. Now, before we go into our community sharing, let's take a few moments just to feel good. Now, I feel a need to move, revolve my head around my neck May feel some relief there. Above all, something we very seldom do is just enjoy, just enjoy how our bodies feel inside, what they are capable of doing for us in mind, heart, Spirit, and after you've taken just some moments to be still within yourself, we'll be ready for our community sharing. And let's prepare to come back now.
2: Oh, thank you Trish thank you so much I'm not sure I can speak anymore <laughs> um, okay let's uh, let's talk about this experience unlike uh, in uh, in other platforms we will be sharing our experiences verbally we'll be speaking about them rather than putting them into the chat uh, so uh, just as a a way of doing that. If you would like to speak, please raise your hand in uh, Zoom. You can do this by clicking on the smiley face at the bottom of your screen and then clicking again on raise hand. Trish or I will call on you and John will unmute you. So let's see how this works. Um, who would like to go first? i'm not sure whether trish can see the raised hands or not um, I sorry
7: i cannot no you
2: cannot okay let's let's shift gears a little bit and see if we can do it in some other way uh, just physically raise your hand um, i think uh, that's probably the easiest way to do it
7: abby do i see your hand raised no.
2: okay. abby Abby's nursing her coffee.
7: Oh,
2: okay. Anybody would like to uh, comment, Any any um, or reflect on the experience? Sure.
1: Well, I feel very, very relaxed. And I could feel the tingling or like heartbeat in the parts of the body that I was focusing on. It was very lovely. Thank you.
7: I would be really interested in hearing what practices you may have done that is anything similar to this. It's very easy to fall into a meditative state when you're doing this. I like to combine the two of them. Mm. Abby.
1: I actually fell asleep, which is what I typically do during these (laughs) things.
3: Mark, you were gonna say something? Yes, I could. Um, A few years ago, I had a heart attack and open heart surgery and all of that. But I had started a year before taking meditation with a yoga instructor who I really adore. And during the darkest time after the operation, the first two or three days after the operation, needless to say, my sternum, my breastbone was sore. But I discovered by focusing in on that body part, it really wasn't painful. For some strange reason, it sort of looked blue and it felt warm, it felt busy, it felt okay, it felt comforting. And it was was an odd relief actually to be able to, somehow I knew if I was not mindful but was just anxious about it it would hurt but by being focused on it it really kind of dissipated the pain and i, I never again felt the pain i felt warm somehow loved better so that's my story thank you mark thank you Trish, Trang, excuse me. Trang? Trang will either put a piece of hair behind her ear or raise her hand, I couldn't tell.
1: It was hair, <laughs> but um, could I could I just say one quick thing? Um, well, two quick things. One, some people are actually um, saying things in the chat, if, just, just so you know, mm-hmm. uh, Rajesh and Trish. And then secondly, um, Uh, I just wanted to express appreciation um, to Trish for leading this and um, it was um, to always, um, I feel like I would love to do more of this in my life in terms of being mindful and meditation. Um, Maybe that's something to look forward to in
7: 2021. Mm -hmm. I see a question and I really meant to go into this and it wasn't written down, so I forgot it. Um, Julia asked, "Julie Drizen, do you have to do this in a chair or as a sofa?" Okay, the very best way I find, and you may know the name of John Kabat-Zinn, who was the um, originator of mindfulness-based cognitive therapy. He suggests lying down. Hmm. Lying down is amazing because then there is even less effort but I, and i really like the way trang mentioned the connection between meditation wanting to do more meditation or something like this um, they work so beautifully together and i see someone saying he definitely fall asleep that happens <laughs> but you're relaxed you've relaxed yourself
3: Now I have Bonnie.
1: I'm glad that Abby confessed because I also fell asleep. It was very relaxing. Thank you, Trish. The practice I use on a regular basis is an awareness group that uh, brings the breath to focus.
7: Is that a question you're asking me, Bonnie? Is that a question? Okay, let me just pretend that it is and try to give an answer that has been very real for me, which is that the more you practice this, and it's like anything, the better it works for you. And one test of, I hate to use the word test, because that's like the word try, it's not in the spirit of relaxation, but you may wanna notice over time if you're in a really stressed place, how quickly you can fall into this relaxation mode, this letting go mode and this comfort mode. Uh, Over time, you'll be able to fall into it very quickly. Nobody even, let's say if you're in public and you're sitting up, nobody even knows, has to know you're doing this. Mm-hmm. This can be a very personalized thing. There is one difficult thing about the practice, and that's having the self-discipline. We all know this, to do it. All of us who are meditators, that's our big problem, you know, finding that time, permitting that time. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I, I do this first thing in the morning because otherwise I know I'm not going to get to it later in the day.
2: Trish, just to uh, read from what Judy um, uh, wrote, person in the house chose to make a bunch of noise was right when I was really wanting to focus on silence. I was very aware of my resentment and still trying to benefit from the experience. So kind of an in the moment practice. Judy, you want to say something?
7: I can't see Judy.
3: Mary Smith also. But I was just going to say that I I wrote more in the chat.
7: Could you repeat, Judy, I, I didn't understand you. I don't know if everybody did.
1: I wrote more in the chat.
7: Oh, okay. Thank you. Beyond, beyond the first though. Oh,
2: thank you. So let me read what Judy wrote in addition. Perhaps being in this exploration made it possible for me to feel less resentment.
7: Actually, I I have worked with somebody in the past meditating that suggests, and it, it's kind of like Mark's experience with pain suggests actually. And in your situation, Judy, I don't think that would work very well, but suggest that you use the sound, incorporate it into your meditation, and just use it and be further aware of the fact that your focus is somewhere
3: else. Mary, you raised your hand.
7: Um, yes. I really appreciated this uh, meditation, Trish. Thank you. Uh, for me, one of the highlights was really experience the heaviness of my body you know, on the sits bones and then letting the shoulders go and feeling that heavy, heaviness and the, the slowness of your pace was like a massage. It, it was truly wonderful in my mind calmed, it let go, and it it was not, notice the breath every once in a while and consciously extended it just slowly or a little bit. So thank you very much, thank you.
3: Naomi, you're up next.
6: Hi, um, Trish, that was really beautiful. Thank you so much. I wanted to share something that's been really meaningful and helpful to my family over the last year, which is um, a kind of uh, mental health therapy called dialectical behavioral therapy that brings in um, mindfulness and related skills. um, And it's meant specifically for people who have difficulty regulating intense emotions and for um, people who live with and love them. And um, it's been really helpful for me and my family. And one example um, that might be telling is I at the beginning I thought mindfulness, what are you talking about mindfulness? How am I supposed to be mindful when someone's shrieking at me? Um, But what I've found to be very simple and very helpful is to just stay in the moment and experience what I'm experiencing and sometimes I just literally say to myself, at this moment, I'm anxious or at this moment, I'm angry at this moment, I'm fearful. And it, it just anchors me in the moment. And it's, I think it's really closely related to um, the comment that that someone made about post-surgical pain, that if you can stay in the moment and accept what you're experiencing, it actually helps to change that experience from unbearable to, um, to bearable, even mm-hmm. though the, the pain doesn't necessarily go away. So I just wanted to offer that. And there's a lot of information about dialectical behavioral therapy on the web if people are interested.
7: Thank you. reading Elaine's call. Oh, that's, that's interesting. She dropped below alpha <laughs> to snooze. that's great you changed your brain pattern so i just
1: wanted to say that i have very little tiny tiny bit of exposure to any of this in the past um i i i have some kind of resistance to it that i've never known exactly why or what that resistance was made of But I know that, for example, when someone talks about going to a three-day silent retreat, I just want to run out of the room with my hair on fire. Um, But I found, I do have a little bit of experience. And what I found today was, Trish, I think that the tone of your voice and the pace of what you were saying, as well as the words, but... We're just right somehow, um, just right, and and I uh, I I I think you should be. I hope you will do this again. I I I I, I think you could um, talk a lot of us very easily into doing this again. Thank you.
2: Thank you all um, for uh, your comments and and I'm sure that we can continue this conversation in the uh, the coffee hour. Um, uh, and, And now for a musical response from Leah.
5: For all that is our life. of rest and love We come with thanks today
2: Thank you you so much for the music, Leah. That's always a joy to listen to your music. It's just fantastic. Just as we share our perspectives and learnings in this community, so too do we share our resources and gifts. Here at West, we split the Sunday collection between our operating budget and a fund dedicated to justice and compassion. As we prepare for the collection, I would like to repeat our welcome to visitors. We invite you to be our guest today and ask our visitors not to feel pressured by the collection. We appreciate each person's generous giving as they are able. This month, half of the offering is dedicated to the Leaders Caring Fund, which is available to provide grants to members uh, of the West community in times of financial hardship. Your gift to the leaders caring fund might make it just possible for people, someone to keep their heat on this winter or pay a hospital bill sorry and stay in their home West families in need can contact the interim leader uh, Lynn Fox for information about requesting a grant. Everything donated to the leaders caring fund is used for concrete compassionate purposes in our Community. You'll see that we also have a gift by text option, and you can also make a gift online through the donate button on our website at ethicalsociety.org. We will now receive your gifts and the musician's gift of music. Thank you so much to the many, many people who have helped create this morning's time together. Interim music coordinator, Leah Morris. Thank you also to John Pfeiffer and John Laker for technical support, Jen Watson, who created our slides, Adam Goldberg, who will be hosting our coffee hour, and Adam Briskin-Limehouse for standing in as member coordinator, and of course, to Trish Weil for her incredible platform this morning. We are extremely grateful for their help since our wonderful staff is on a holiday break. Program staff will return for platform on January the 3rd. Uh, the business office will reopen on January four. If you have an urgent pastoral concern, please contact the Pastoral Care Associates through Beth Baker. And thank you to those who are leading and supporting our work in the week to come. I want to remind you of a couple of things. Uh, The West Board Membership Virtual Link is going to be held on January 5th, between 7.30 and 9.00 PM to discuss the West Statement of Purpose. This is a great opportunity to reflect together on what our community truly stands for and whether its purpose is fully reflected in our Statement of Purpose. Also, as a reminder, the safety team open house uh, that discusses the FEMA grant for building upgrades will take place after platform next week, which is January 3rd. So do uh, calendar that in and and, uh, come by. At the conclusion of this platform, please join us for a virtual coffee hour hosted by Adam, as I mentioned. Once we are in the Zoom coffee hour space, we'll be divided into breakout groups for small group social chat. Uh, To get to coffee hour after closing words, point your browser to tiny.cc forward slash West coffee hour. We will have opportunities for West members and friends to connect virtually during uh, the week, including support meetings and discussion groups. You can find the details for that and all other events on our website calendar at https://double-forward-slash ethicalsociety.org//. Finally, thank you for being here today. Let's enjoy a closing song from Leah Morris.
0: my mind profoundly. And when my soul will sing a song, a blessed song of love eternal, gentle darkness soft and still.
2: I invite you to join me in our closing words. Let us go into the week ahead, seeking the still small voice of conscience in our quest for a better world. Again, please join us for virtual coffee hour. You can find the link on the slide or in the chat. Um, I'd request Adam to put that um, a reference in the chat. If you're new to our community, please send an email to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas, and introduce yourself, Maceo T, M A C E O T at ethicalsociety.org, and tiny.cc forward slash WesConnects, W-E-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T-S, <clears throat> to introduce yourself and join this community. Thank you, everybody, for a wonderful day together. And uh, as we go into the chat, if anybody has any closing words, please put them into the chat.